0: and welcome to episode 54 of Three Beers in a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry Neal. And we're once again at a raven discussing movies. But yeah. just me and you again, Barry, because Colin is again deserted us. Yes. Not for work this time. At this, at this point, I'm starting to think he's probably melted due to the heat. Well, I mean, he is small. Yeah. Yes. you know, and he has not got much coverage in top. top. <laughs> um, but no, that's the thing. He's not ditching us for work. He's ditching us for... he just want to be with us tonight. Yeah, he has, he has other things to do, he says, so... Well, if there's the opportunity of something, yeah, or doing a podcast. He's nah. made a choice, you know. Good nah. luck to him. Nah. <laughs> Tiling on, son. <laughs> um, <but> good luck. <laughs> good luck to you, sir. Um, but anyway, yeah, happy birthday to you, Barry. Was your birthday on Monday. Yes. Yes, you have a nice birthday. Oh, sorry. Was it any movie-related stuff on your birthday? No. No? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go, we'll move over that very quickly then, because there's nothing to discuss here. Okay. And happy birthday for you for tomorrow. Thank you very much. There will be movie stuff related to my birthday tomorrow. look uh, forward tomorrow. Um, we'll to hearing about it next week. Next week, yep. Yeah. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking yeah. the glasses where I'm going to boot hang on. Yeah, and we to say Einstock. Einstock Olga. Yeah, yeah. It's an Icelandic white ale. Yeah. Brewed with coriander and orange peel. Yeah, I cut apart with that. I'm not tasting that. No, I'm taking a bit of coriander. Yeah, yeah. You definitely hear that, yeah. Um I like it. I'm drinking it as well. I was drinking Beaknik Gypsy yeah. Hill beforehand. Mm. But I've moved on from that now and I'm going on to this as well. I it did, is lovely. I did get lured in by the logo. It's very, like, very NFL style. It is. like the, Imagine the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah. That's basically their logo, but, like, not quite as purple. Yep. More blue. Yeah. But you no, know, it's, it's it's actually really nice. Yeah. Like I really dig it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the 1st we I've ever had from Iceland. So. Yes. We like it. In stock. yeah Yep. With many little sort of things above O's and next to O's and like next to E stuff like. So there's a lot of like a lot of punctuations I don't really understand on it. Mm, yeah. There's, yeah. All, there's a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. And if you're pregnant, you shouldn't drink it. Apparently, that's what it says. It's always good that logo. Yeah, it's good that logo of the wee pregnant lady getting a, a cross <laughs> through, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> well, we're drinking that tonight, and it's, it is lovely, so we'll hopefully try it. No, I've, I've never seen it before, have you? No, I've never seen it. Yeah, yet. so I'll have to try and... I don't know if it's I've new. No, I've never even seen it in here. No, never so, I I? Because I would probably, i have probably been drawn in by the funky label. That, yeah, because like, yeah. it does stand out as like a white can with just the blue. Viking logo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, we'll definitely try that more often. And also, things like Iceland are cool. Like, yeah. like Iceland, the Sport Iceland football team. Yes. We're all good for them, yeah. Um, but we're going to do some very quick films today because Barry's not seen much at cinema this week, have no, you? No, no, it's been a busy week and they'll work for him. So, we'll do some non cinema viewing and then we'll do some Richard will Convince Barry, you're going to see one of three films essentially. Yeah. That Which is. there was one that I was half interested in anyway, right, so okay. we we'll with that. So, the first film I watched at home, and I think you watched it as well, It's called 1971. Yes. The documentary is on Netflix. It's not by Netflix, but it's just on Netflix. Yes. Um, and it's, and so it's a documentary. It's sort of it's set in 1971, obviously, mm-hmm. and it's about sort of protest groups challenging the power of the FBI. Because at this point in time, the FBI became sort of all, almost like a shadow government. They'd became as powerful as the government yeah. because of J. Um, Edgar Hoover. He was sort of more powerful than the president. Uh, and essentially, it's sort of the, they find out through nefarious means that the FBI are basically wiretapping and. Doing stuff to like sort of normal people, just everyday citizens, to try and find out stuff about them so they can at times use them to blackmail them or um stop them in some way or use it against them in many ways, you know I think the most famous example of that is um, the Martin Luther King when you space a right to Martin Luther King saying you should kill yourself essentially. That's gonna use all that he showed him him and show everyone to him that on his wife and stuff like that as as why you should kill himself. So um, it's a really interesting documentary and it follows is it, like five people? Yes. Who break into an FBI office.
1: Yeah, which didn't seem that secure in the first place. I think list. that's the
0: thing, yeah. They basically managed to do it because, if you're watching, they do it because of, there's a major fight going on, is it, um, it's Ali versus Frazier isn't it? That's yeah, yeah, the first Ali-Frasher fight. Yep. Um, everyone's watching that game, so basically the FBI office is left completely unattended and they managed to get into this room. <laughs> so it's done partly through sort of flash, not flashback, but sort of like reconstructed flashback. Yes, yes. Uh, and also through like sort of talking head stuff with people involved in it. Um, what do you think of it overall? I I can't, I really dig all
1: this guy's kind of stuff. Yeah, because. Yeah. As more time passes and things start coming out about the FBI, the CIA and all that kind of stuff, you start being like, Wow, these
0: guys were like really, really shady. Like, even like back in the day, even yeah, like back yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah, much yeah, we think they're shady now, they're even like sort of more so than they yeah. you know, it's been this, this is not something the whole idea of like constant surveillance is not a new thing, it's been going on since since like what was the 1950s essentially almost, yeah. And I think if I remember
1: rightly, I think it was the CIA. They had pl- they had planned to do a very similar 9-11 style attack on Cuba. Right, okay. Uh, during the whole like, Cuba problem. Yeah, pigs and stuff, yeah. And, but then like they kinda of
0: just abandoned the idea. Right, so like okay. when you find out that kind of stuff you're like,
1: Oh that, yeah.
0: that's not nice. <laughs> well I like about this one, this document, it takes a, yeah. a bit more of the human aspect of what you're looking at like some mm. people involved in it and how it affects their life because you've got, I think, one of them, one two of the people in it are, are a couple, and they've got young children. Yeah, yeah. So they're obviously looking at this point and be like, if we get caught doing this, mm. we don't want our children to end up, like, you know, in the state, you know, have to look have for them, we want to make sure they're yeah, yeah. looked after, so they're sort of, you see them preparing for that part of the, of the, the sort of, what can happen to their kids if they do get caught. And It's just, it's so amazing that... The the group didn't get caught at all. Yeah. Enough, yeah, they the sort of like basically to release all these documents through the press, I think, through the Washington Post. Remember, yeah. and what's important with this film is what happens here is sort of a prelude to Watergate and uh, the Vietnam Papers that oh, yeah, came out yeah, yeah. Um, not long after, uh, not long before, before yeah. Vietnam Papers. Then obviously the, the Watergate thing. Um, if this hadn't happened, there's a good chance that those two things would have been shut down. Yeah. But it was just these, the, the Washington Post challenging the Supreme Court and the Justice system to say, like, no, this is, important. this stuff should be out there. Mm-hmm. And even because you say it's national security, it doesn't do something we're going to completely, yeah. you know, under the rug. It has to be out there to people to make a yeah, statement yeah. and people to understand it. Um, and also, you also, because I get a lot of protests and, you know, just basically, something that a real year of sort of genuine sort of anarchy in America to a great degree. Yeah, they're going
1: through a lot of stuff. Yeah. As it mentioned at the start of the movie, there was the whole kind of Vietnam War kind yeah. of coming to an end, I think. Yeah. And then also, uh, Martin Luther being... Uh, assassinated, being, yeah. Yep, assassinated. And then
0: Kennedy as well happening. A couple of years before, yeah. Yep. yeah. So there was... A oh, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated in 71. Bobby yeah. Kennedy was yeah. 71, yeah. So there was, like, uh, there was a lot going on. I feel like the whole world was on fire. Yeah. Yeah, Kennedy, I mean, most of people think, maybe things are the snow, but it seems like there's no one problem happening. So it seems like you said every time you turn on news, there's, there's, there's a new thing that's happening. Yep. I think because of that, the film felt quite relevant to me. Like it felt like it didn't seem like it yeah. was 40 years ago. No, because a
1: lot of the stuff that they're talking about then we're still kind of
0: like
1: America and all that we're still kind of negotiating through the same problem. Yeah, totally, yeah. Where
0: like uh, WikiLeaks and uh, Snowden. Snowden. I mean, if you if you supplement Snowden for these guys, it's the same story. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the American government calling someone who releases something they yeah. don't want to you know a terrorist or a you know a traitor, and yeah. it's that, that same idea.
1: Is he still held up in uh Russia? I believe yeah. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, who's the other fella,
0: the, the WikiLeaks guy? Who? Julian Assange. Is uh, he still
1: up at the embassy?
0: He possibly could be, I don't know. I mean he's he's a nasty bastard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean not so much but he leaked. Now, but like, you know, in life in general there's a yeah, bit of a yeah, yeah. like sex scandals and stuff like yeah. that, like, you know, possible rape and stuff like that, so there's a few things about him that make him a less than nice person.
1: Not to deviate away, but with him, it almost makes me wonder, right, he's held up in the embassy, why at no point
0: has he ever went, the coast is clear, right, like, Essentially as soon as he steps foot out of the Ecuadorian embassy, he's on British soil and yeah. he can get arrested. But surely there must be a way to get out of that building. I don't think there is. I think that basically he's he's holed up. It's a room? It's a room. Not a room. He's in the building, so I don't know how much the building is, like sort of how how it is, but essentially he's only safe in the gates of that building. So any step outside, even in a car, is a risk that he maybe doesn't want to take and probably doesn't really need to take. You know, same like if you watch the film Argo Mm. with. uh, Ben Affleck. Pen Affleck, and it's all they're all holed up in the Canadian Embassy. Yeah, yeah. Same idea, in the Canadian Embassy they're safe, Canadians are central ground, but if you, as soon as you step onto Iranian, Iranian soil, and you fuck, you know, you're absolutely done. Good um, so movie like, by the way. Good movie, wonderful movie, yeah, <laughs> amazing film. Um, but think, so what, do you, what do you think of it overall, do you really you enjoy it, dislike what you're doing? I did, I really liked it, like I said, it's like, I love all that,
1: kind like, of proper factual, not like conspiracy theory, info war nonsense, but proper factual documentary about
0: it. By bodies, government bodies, what up to? and didn't feel too slanted. No, no, oh, it was well balanced. Yeah, know. that's my favourite. Yeah, um, out of ten, would you give it? Would you give it a review out of ten? I'm going to say seven because it's not everyone's cup of tea. No, I agree. I, I, I'm with you, though. Know, seven out of ten. It's a good solid opinion. And It's yeah, like deep. it's quite brief. In an hour and thirty, thirty-five. Oh, it's really short. It's yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an hour and twenty or something. Yeah, so it's nice and brief. You can, yeah, you, yeah. Something you can watch it, you know, one night just, just enjoy. It. But yeah, but I really liked it. Yep. Um, so the second one, which is on, I believe, Netflix. Yes. Um, it's called The Clapper. Yes. Which is again not a Netflix original. It's just it's a film that happened to be on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a film that went. I think it got a limited release in America. Oh, I didn't know anything about it. I don't think. That. I don't, I don't, I don't think knew it, knew I don't what think you it, I don't get any release um over here at all. Um, it went almost straight to DVD you know, or straight to VOD. in, in this case. Yeah, yeah. Um, essentially the film is about a guy a guy, Ed Helms, who is in, living in Los Angeles and his 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 job in life is he is a clapper. He's, he's one of the guys you see in like sort of infomercial shows and sitting in the audience. Sitting in the audience for well, chat shows, infomercial stuff and they react to and he's had to do reactions. Every and again we get to ask a question, but it's it's a planted question he's asked yes. for a reason um, um, but on well, I did not sorry I did not know these people existed uh, I knew they existed but I didn't know they actually had a name that they're called couples I don't know if they have any I don't know if this is uh, a name made up for the show okay. made up for the film that would make more sense yeah um, at the same time he's in a little bit of a romance with Amanda Siegfried yes who works in the local um petrol station, Petro station which is always about wheels
1: when it keeps on tumbling up it pain. is a bit creepy isn't it yeah. Four dollars, five dollars yeah. worth of fuel. It which is yeah.
0: yeah. Um well but basically in, in the film you there's a, a late night chat show that sort of discovers him mm. as being the the guy who's in all these because these guys are always on them because yeah, yeah. He's somebody who wears like a hat or with a fake mustache. <laughs> and the, the late night show, sort of like a G Leno type show, yes. tonight show, becomes obsessed with trying to find out who this is. Yeah. And as his life sort of starts to crumble and unfold as people start to of who he is and he and he gets thrust into the limelight of yeah. the world.
1: Which, if you ever watch any sort of like, late-night shows, I'm not saying this is what they do, but they do have these kind of small segments that are just like running jokes. Yeah, you know. And um, what do you think of it? I actually really like it. Did you like this one, yeah? I, I don't know if it's maybe sleep deprivation this <laughs> morning. No, I did actually genuinely. I, I thought it was kind of it was like a light-hearted kind of movie. It wasn't too heavy going like you know you can kind of slightly drift in and out but and still keep up with what's going on um, I, I really liked it I, I thought his um, pal was really funny as well Tracy Morgan yeah yeah, yeah. He, he plays a brilliant character he does play a good character
0: yeah, yeah. Um, a simple minded <laughs> yeah, that's all he is, yeah, he's yeah. quite happy and that's what I like about the film, he's yeah. he's he's happy with a lot in life at this time. He's yeah. not really looking for anything bigger, there's other stuff that unfolds later on, but in, in life yeah. he's generally he's alright, he's, he's quite content. It It gets dark at
1: times. Yeah, it maybe did like hint at maybe the reality of Hollywood maybe a little bit,
0: how is it? You know, they can't pick you up and drop you. Oh, then in a second, yeah. yeah. I mean, it does, that, 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 it gets to the point of that disposable element of fame. Mm. You know, the reality TV star who's famous on a Monday but forgotten by the Wednesday. You know, it's like, you know, there's a show, um, are you watching Love Island by any chance? No. No, I'm, not, I'm surprised because I do watch other shit. I've seen you know, on social media
1: that a whole bunch of people had complained. To the Ofcom.
0: Ofcom. Yeah. But the thing is, these people will be on this show for the next six weeks. they the sort of talk of the nation. Everyone's, I mean, I work with a bunch of ladies who talk about this at absolute length every, every morning. But he, gives, he asks them maybe a, a, like after the show ends, a month later who's in the show they'll be struggling to remember names because yeah. it's a disposable element of fame that they, and people are just gonna be trying to cling on to it. The interesting thing about this film is though the clapper is that he doesn't want the fame. No. He's trying not he's trying to do anything and do not embrace the fame. Yeah, like he was quite happy just uh, going through the motions, just yeah. doing these like, little kind of gigs,
1: getting a bit of money, talking to the girl, yeah. rinse and repeat I think that's
0: like maybe this case of point of like the sort of like enforce fame on people. Yeah. Like yeah. people you see become like memes or become or become famous because of something they say by like, say on online. Maybe maybe I'm just saying like it's between it's something taken out of proportion. Yep. And they suddenly become like sort of you know, the, the, the object of anger on the internet for that that, that for the next six hours. But their life is completely destroyed by having this like constantly at them. Yeah. You know, like there's one on the documentary on Netflix about the woman who came out saying she was black, but she wasn't black a Yes. I can her name. Oh um, I know the they go. Right? So Howard's essentially rude. Like, like she made some stupid statements. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know how true they are, don't like I many like asking my parents and like, I don't actually know, but her life is room like you like, you're wrong. And it's like, well, like, you can't really just yell at something like they're wrong if you know what to back it up. But yet you yeah. It comes from the point like she's getting tweeted every ten seconds about how you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you know. Um but Clark just got, like said, Ed Helms, what did you point out? Right? I liked him and I thought he was like he was trying mm. to do like, a kind of breakout role, sort of like along the lines of maybe like Will Ferrell and everything must go. He's trying to go for that kind of day, yeah. or even a little miss sunshine. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it as much as you. I thought it missed the mark. It did. For me, it
1: had a little bit of a sprinkling of like the the like Truman show. Yeah, it. a little bit. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, Just the way, like how the the late night TV show started like proper hounding and proper like stalking, like yeah. his whole entire life, like without him acknowledging it. Yeah. You know that. If you can kind of see all that kind of stuff actually happening. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. But, I it's
0: a, I think like there, was, there was a rom-com. Yeah, I, see, I never knew that. I kind of okay. just went and watched it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it had a little bit of romance.
1: Yeah.
0: But it wasn't a lot of comedy. No. The comedy was kind of lacking. It was a bit too dark for a comedy. There was nothing particularly yes. sort of like funny in no. it. You know, it's sort of there's a sadness to it, definitely. There was a little bit of gallows humour, but it, it didn't really feel like a, a rom-com to, uh, to a good No. Uh, so if I would, I would mark it. I'd probably give it a six. I would not say that was a rom-com. No. No. Yeah, so I would say six out of ten. Hold yourself. Uh, I'm a to go 7 I guess. So because
1: you know, once bit. again, I did, I did enjoy it. Um,
0: would I watch it again any time soon? Probably. Probably not. No, I definitely, no, no, no. definitely not. Um, but that's all I have watched at home. I am currently watching the Handmaid Tale, which is very bleak dystopian society about women who are basically used as a birthing pods. It's. Oh, that's awesome. It is. It is bleak. It is bleak. There is not a lot of happiness in it um, yes. from watching that. So. If we people watch that. It's on Channel Four. That's yeah, it. Channel Four. E4 is on that. So yeah, it's on that. Have a look for it. It is very, very good. But yeah. it is bleak as hell. You know. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's what I'm watching now. So. Oh, not watch some movies. So I'll watch some movies very quickly. Won't yeah, a long one today. You're, you're and the you're one that's been championing on ahead here. I haven't done ahead I've talked to you about a few things, see you can eventually go and see one of these. Mm. Um, the first one I went and seen was Sicario to Soldado, yes. or as it's known in America, Sicario Day of the Soldado.
1: Not
0: a bad title. Uh, I if it's two Spanish words, it has been two English words, so pick a language. Yes. Uh, directed by a guy called Stefano Saloma, Salima sorry, Salima. Is uh, he the original? No he's not, the original okay. guy was Denis, the owner who wrote the first one. Yeah. Um, so the guy, this guy's an Italian guy who wrote the TV show Gamora. Okay. Which Ameri- uh, is it an Italian crime drama, sort of like, along the lines of like Favre, but all set in Italy. Okay. Yeah, but I, think it's really, I, mean, I think it's set in the 90s, about the 90s. The, the plot of this film is that it follows on from the, sec- the first one where there's, a, there's always still a drug war between America and um, Mexico and people bringing drugs over the border. So mm. someone at the high levels of American government decides the best way to do this is to treat the, Ameri- the, the Mexican cartels as terrorist organisations. Mm and essentially want them to be treated as such and want to provoke them. But they want, they, want basically they want to make them destroy each other. And the way they do that is they send in Michel del Toro to kidnap one of the daughters of one of the, the, the sort of cartel leaders. Obviously thinking he'll blame cartel A next door. Yes. And that'll kick off the, the, the war. And from there they sort of just follow the story of this girl getting kidnapped. And then as everything goes south from there, and that's sort of like, that's the next kicking off point. And Not, not great by um, Denny Villeneuve, but it has got some elements of the original. but It's it's, um, got Taylor Sheridan, who's the writer of this film. He wrote um, Wind River, Hella High Water, Sicario as well. So he's back writing it. Um, You've also got Benicio Del Toro's back in, uh, George Crowley, you've got a guy called Jeffrey Donovan who's in it as well, and you've got Isabel Mona playing the the young girl he was kidnapped, and you've got Catherine Keenan and Matthew Modine pop up with smaller roles. I think, I thought it was a solid sequel. Have you seen the original? Yes. Did you like the first I one? I did, I loved this first one. It's a surprising hit, you know, it really did. I, I, liked, I liked it a lot as well, and I probably maybe didn't really think I was going to like it. Yeah, it was a kind of weird one. It wasn't really advertised that well over here. No. You know, it was only through kind of word of mouth that folk actually probably went and seen <laughs> it. Everyone, everyone I've seen who's seen it is absolutely adored, so it's mm-hmm. absolutely great. Um, and I will base this on, like, I was really tired on Friday night I went and seen this, so maybe I wasn't the best in mind to watch it, so which is totally my own fault and yeah. not uh, the the film. Um, it is a solid, solid sequel. It's a very good sequel, but it doesn't quite have the punch and sort of yeah. the... The, the, that extra bit that made the original one this had an impact on yourself and me. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no Emily Blunt, and I think she's actually missed in the film. Oh, really? Um, the, the female characters, there's not a lot of female ownership in this film. Okay. the, the young girl who's kidnapped, but she, for the most part, is a victim in the film. But, uh, Emily Blunt is really a victim in the movie. She was sort of, in, the, in the first one, she's sort of very much you know, present throughout the whole film, and she sort of yeah, in her yeah. decides her own decisions to get the green. Um, the story is, it, it does feel more expansive. which I thought was nice to sort of made it expand out a little bit. Mm. Performances, as I said, all very good. You've got Benicio Del Toro, Oscar winner, Josh Brolin's obviously a nominee. Uh, Matthew Modine's excellent, Kathleen Keenan is also excellent as well. Looks really good, but it feels like it's kind of aping the original. Like it's not trying to do anything that makes it unique. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So but do you think they're trying to
1: lead into a third one? Do you think this is a? They middle.
0: have, have spoken with the third one. Yeah, they have yeah. spoken with the third one, and it definitely does leave in a way that you think there would be a third one there. Um, and as talk also to make a third one, and they want not make it back to the third one as well. It's yeah, yeah. um, a very odd franchise to be involved in, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's definitely there. Um, I would like to see maybe something done to distinguish it in some way from the original because I feel if you try and copy it, which it does do for for a great point of it, it does it pretty well you kind of lose a point in the sequel, like, what, what is making this film different and making what you watch a second installment of? Because I was quite happy with Carol ending where it ended. Aye, it was, it was perfect. Yeah, that's why I was quite surprised when it was announced
1: that yeah. they were doing a sequel. Yeah. I was like, oh this one's going to be a bit weird, but this potentially could
0: be leading into a third film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, if you, I feel if like you're going to do something like that, you've got to try and give me a reason for it. And I didn't think they gave me enough reasoning for it. Like, kind of what you discussed with, was it Ocean's 8 last week? Yeah. Like, you didn't have to call it Sicario 2 you could have called it you know some other title and the story of like, the American cartels the American America, trying to like, sort of start a war with the, the, the American government trying like, to start a war with yeah. cartels could have, been, could have been totally told in that way yeah it's just it's in the same universe it's just
1: not called Sicario yeah exactly yeah. so
0: it felt like you didn't really need to be that name on it so I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I, mm-hmm. it was what I liked what I really liked about it, um, but just didn't quite have the same punch of impact mm. um, as uh, the first one. For it. But I would give it a seven out of ten. Okay. So it's definitely so, worth watching. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So if you're going to go and see something this week, that's not a bad one to go and see. Yeah. Well, so that fun. that was the one that I was going to want to see anyway. Right. So. Uh, so, two, another film that's out this week, which we'll discuss now. I'll try and talk it. It's a film called
1: Tag. Yes. Now, this is a film that's interesting because. Every time I see the trailer, it pulls me in that wee bit
0: more to go and see it. Yeah. You know, so... It's directed right by a guy called Jeff who who's sort of done a lot of shots. Some uh, TV, comedy specials, I think he's done possibly a couple of Netflix specials for people. can't remember who he's done, probably done a few of them. So okay. he, he's come behind the camera. Yeah. The plot of this film is based on a true story, yes. where these guys who so are friends during uh, high school and uh, primary school essentially, um, played a game of tag when they were kids, they love playing the tag and even 30 years later they're still playing tag with each other. They only do it for one month a year um, and, they, and it's sort of an interesting to get together and you don't know where the pair's going to come from they're all spread across the country so the guy gets pop out of nowhere and goes and tag yep. um, But in this one they, sort of, they all decide to team up because there's one guy in on the team who's never been tagged before yes. and they're all trying to get him tagged for the first time and that's, that's the plan because every year he escapes getting tagged and he's an absolute beast of a player yep. like, okay. um, so in the film you've got Ed Helms who's sort of the main protagonist in the film he's sort of the main guy that they all kind of focus around you've got Hamm playing comedy because I really like John Hamm playing comedy because yeah. he does the series stuff so well but he is a genuinely very funny comedy actor um, Isla Fisher playing sort of, kind of getting his type playing the sort of like crazy wife Yeah, yeah. like hyper competitive crazy wife 'Cause the wings get involved, don't they? Kinda, kinda, kinda. Uh, you get Jake Johnson who is in The New Girl. Okay. Also in Jurassic World, the yeah, yeah. first one he plays at the Tech Guy with a Jurassic Park t-shirt. Yep. And um, you've got Hannibal Barres, who you probably know from a few like Netflix things and um, sort of comedy specials. And you get the friend that all try to tag. Is Jeremy Renner. That's the sort of the main he's a the badass in it. I yep. mean yeah, I like the, the original premise thing is really funny because it is a genuinely quite original idea. Yeah. Because and it is a true story. It, it, I mean, like it is a legit true story. You do see stuff in the like after the film finish of like sort of them doing the real shit. Yeah. Like sort of like the filmy shot the film it sometimes on their mobile phones and video cameras. And some of the stuff they have obviously sort of hyperized it, hyper realised it for the film but when you see them, they did change their across fucking golf courses on yeah. golf carts to try and tag you, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> they, like, some guy's taking a shower and they bust out the shower again, you know, it's like, why these guys like? And they all seem to take it in great fun, they all seem really enjoy this. Yeah. And it, they have a saying throughout the whole film, which is, it's not, you don't stop Don't stop playing games because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing games. Yes, yes. Right, okay, so that's the that's, that's, that's idea like, we keep playing this game, it, it, it makes them feel young and also gets them all together and stuff like yeah. that. Um, there are some genuinely quite funny moments in it, because they are all the casts in it are all very funny together. You know, they can they can all make each other laugh. Um, they are all cast to type. Okay. It's slightly annoying, you know. Ed Helms is sort of cast as the Ed Helms. If you guys what Ed Helms has done in the past, like with horrible Bosses, uh-huh. with Vacation. He sort of, he's very much cast in type. He's he was cast more against type with The Clapper, who's in that. Mm-hmm. Um, John Hamm plays a guy who's very good looking. Yeah. And John Hamm is insanely good looking, so we know that. And he's yep. got charm. Like, oh my god, John Hamm playing a, a attractive, charming man. Like, fine. You can do that. I a feel developing his type. He's playing a psychopath. Jake Johnson is playing like sort of, basically he's a new girl character, kind of, but only one who is more of a stoner. Okay. But again, that's the only difference, he's got a beard and he's just a stoner, that's it. Um, Hannibal he's sort of playing kind of token black guy, but probably the funniest out of a lot of them. Um, and Jimmy Renner's been a badass, which we've all seen by the end as the other badass. So it's so like a bit all cast. type. It'd be nice if they mixed up somehow. Uh-huh. You know, maybe made like... Renner, like the straight guy, maybe made like yeah, somehow yeah, made yeah. Ed Helms, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. total badass, you know, for some reason, like how, like he's a normal life, he's just a normal guy, but he had a talent for playing tag, yes, you know, something like you know, something you'd mix it up a little bit. <laughs> it's about an hour and 45 minutes long, okay, so right. it's a bit bit chunkier, and because of that, it does kind of lull at times. You're kind of going like, oh, you kind of, feel like you're just you're treading water a little bit. you're going like, I'm like, moving yeah. along. Yeah. this along. There's whole sort of like side stories you go like that didn't really seem necessary, or it's like. It's repeating the same joke of let's try and tag him, you know. There's a whole bit when they try and torture somebody for information, going, that did not need to be there. It felt like it was completely a pointless scene in the entire film. They have a kinda of, they have a weird love triangle thing in it as well between uh eh, John Hamm, Jake Johnson and a girl who used to fancy in high school. Yeah. It never gets resolved. They set it up at one point and then oh. it just, it, that's it, he moves on from it. It sounds
1: to me like there's not been enough. <laughs> there to almost justify it as a movie so they've padded it out but they've ended up going too far with it Aye. and the, like you said they haven't tidied up the triangle like, Yeah, and it runs almost for a good two hours which is a
0: bit, bit long for a comedy yeah, yeah. Um, it does it takes a bit of a dark turn okay in the last sort of, like, 25 minutes so you're kind of, <laughs> When knives get involved <laughs> Not this far off I mean it does get quite nasty At one point You kind be like Oh shit I just it's taking a really weird Odd yeah. turn Compared to what I expected From this um, But It's enjoyable enough for a DVD watch like, okay. Maybe not in the cinema But if you're watching at home Sunday night Yeah yeah Not much else to do Perfectly Except we'll watch cool. Perfectly a bit. But As a Cinema film. Maybe you'd got a bit cheated from this year. Yeah.
1: Especially
0: compared to this year, they had like game night this year. Which I thought was genuinely quite funny. Yes. And um, yes. something else we watched recently, I found actually quite funny. The the Miss McCarthy one was it called? Life of the party. Yes. That's I actually found relatively funny. We talked about that in the show as well. Same with the one making the Schumer. I found relatively funny as well. So this is a bit below them, I would say. To a, a bit, not quite the 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 train wrecks that stuff like Daddy's Home is, and you know, yep. um, there's a women's sort of terrible as well, Chip and Baywatch, yep. it's not quite that level awful, but it, it's not good, it's not great, it's, it's average, very average. Okay. Um, I give it a 6 out of 10. That's very average. Very average. Okay. And I like to think of my, 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 my rating scale as much like the, um, the Richter scale. Yes. Like, one so just between one and a two it isn't just one's a wee bit better than two, it's like, it's like a thousand times better than two. So if I say like Sakairo got a seven, but the tiger that's not saying the post each other So I think Sakairo's a much better film than yes. this one, yeah. Yeah, so just putting that out there, just putting that out there. Okay. Um, and the last one as we continue to drift down the um the list of watchable films. This is a
1: movie that did not inspire me at all.
0: The film is called Adrift. drift uh-huh. um, written by Balthazar Kormeker. Kormuka, sorry. Um, who directed the films Everest two few years ago? Yep. Um, two Guns. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> all, yeah, with Marky Mark and Denzel. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. It's actually that. a, <laughs> a really good movie. <laughs> but again, is that because Denzel?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Denzel makes good for even average supremacy amazing to these yeah. fucking Denzel Washington. Um a film called Contraband. Oh it's uh, Marky Mark again yeah. That one, yeah yeah so you've done that. you so got have got some he got some yeah. um sort of like pedigree. Um what this film is, it's a young couple played by Shailene Woodley from Divergent and Our Stars and Sam Claflin from Hunger Games, mm-hmm. um, my cousin Rachel, Their Finest, and Rye Club, which I really like. Yep. Um they're a couple who meet up on in Tahiti. You know, she's a young, she's a bit younger than him. Um, and they have a, a bit of a romance, get know each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, they get asked to pilot a yacht back from Tahiti to San Diego. Yep. And on the way there, they get stuck in a storm. Boat gets flipped. Uh, he gets hurt. She's in the boat, trying to get it back home safely, try, or try and get to find land because so they're basically adrift out in the sea. Yes. Um, and that, that sounds based on a true... Based story. on a true event. Yeah. The film itself is quite a weird structure. It's a kind of jumbled structure. It's a bit like, have you seen the film The Impossible? Yes. Where you sort of see everything up to the wave, and then it cuts to after. Yep. Yep. And then you can see the, the actual event, for like the last 20 minutes of the film. That's what this does as well. You can, you can. The film starts. Where you see her struggling, struggling to get after the initial wave hit and waking up, all kind of comatose, trying to find what's happened. Then it cuts right back to her. Basically, she's a bit of a traveller, a bit like a kind of free spirit, arriving from. I think she's like an she's arriving to from Tahiti, and she's like sort of this working on the boats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, sort of, he's living a kind of backpacker lifestyle. Yep. And he's sort of this like, sailor he's sailed by himself, island to island. just sort of like enjoying life, living off him. Don't know how he's getting the money, but he's, he's doing it. Yeah. It's, it's the 80s. People had money for doing shit like this. Cocaine. Um, cocaine, could possibly cocaine. That was the option. Um, the gumbo shrug I didn't really like it to be honest, I felt it's in the impossible, I think it works really well. In mm-hmm. this it didn't, I think like really, it didn't, no, didn't do much for because, me. because, spoiler, but then
1: crashing because of the big wave and the storm and all that, that should be the build up, like it should be building up to that, that moment. Yeah. And then everything
0: that comes after it. But, there is a reason why you do it this way. Okay. Which, to give it away why you do it is a spoiler. Ah, okay. okay well. But there is a purpose to it, which does work to a degree. I didn't really like the structure. I just, I, I, felt detached from it, you know. And they didn't really have an end, a sense of. You feel sometimes you watch films in that, in that way when it's, you're watching at the back was before you know what happens, the sense of dread going, oh you're so happy right now but shit's going to go really badly wrong for you right and soon. Yes. And I really felt that and I really had that from it. And because yeah. in the film, he gets injured so he's basically, he's sidelined. He can't move from the back of the boat. Yep. It's all on on her, Shailene Woodley character. She's good in it because she has more time to, yeah, to be a character. Actually, like to you get to grow with her, you get to see who she is, you get to understand what she what she's about. Yep, yep. You don't really get that with him because he's essentially for the most part just sort of sitting in the boat, sort of like and just he's essentially a paperweight. Uh-huh. yeah. You know, there's a there's a bird that lands in the boat at one point. You feel like you have more identity with him, because like oh, well at least that does something. Yeah, he's just sort of sitting there. Um, I found it pretty dull to be honest. I just didn't I didn't invest into it. And I love these kind of films. I'm I'm a big fan of these survival films. Yeah, yeah. Like the one was the one on net the one on Ch- not Netflix, like film four right now called All Is Lost. It's Robert Redford in it and it's basically it's, a, it's almost completely silent. He's just he doesn't talk in it. and he's just sort of just him he somehow a sea and he's trying to survive. OK. And he's just said because he cause he's, he's by himself. So like why would you talk if you're by yourself? He you wouldn't talk by yourself, you you'd probably you it'd all be internal. I internal dialogue. Ah, yeah. so there's nothing of like that. You see you see him doing stuff and it's like that's what he's doing to survive. Yeah. But he, there's enough showing that you know what he's doing. You know, he's not like going like, oh my god, I must fix my radio. like we get it, can to fix the fucking radio, radios is yeah. Whereas in this film, Sheila Woodley is sort of like she's almost narrating the film in her own like out loud, people like, well yeah. you don't need to do that, we can yeah. figure out what's going on. So it's kind of been written for like a kind of dumber audience. I'm I wouldn't s I'm not am not going to dismiss the audience yeah, or yeah. Um, But, it does feel a little bit by numbers, you know, it's, it's, it's bullet-pointing a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, because I feel a bit of the same. So, something like All is Lost, White Squall, even Perfect Storm. Yep. You know, stuff like that, I feel they're, they're better. Or even the one we saw recently, the one about the... Unbroken. Unbroken, Unbroken the Engineer's um, Jolie film, which she's the director of. Even though I didn't like that one that much, you know, so it sort of let me down a little bit, it was still better than this one. Yeah, so... It, it's just one of those, like,
1: situations where it's, like... People who are um, even remotely trained in that. Department. They are trained.
0: That's a point. Oh, they, they actually starting. are. He is a sailor. She has worked on boats as well in the past. Okay. She is amateurish at times. Yes. Um, but he's got more experience. So they are. They are. They're not complete. Like no, you're gonna be yokels trying to do this. There is a there's a reason why the people ask them to to take the boat across make the across. So there is there is purpose to it. Right. Okay. So there's not like we thought we talked about it last week, where it's like with no speed whatsoever. else, they do hit the biggest storm Pacific I've ever seen in like 150 years. So they are unlucky. Yes. You know. Also, the CGI was oh dodgy. Like some of the stuff it generally looked like in a studio with a blue screen. And you could almost see the guys off camera throwing buckets oh, no, of water. It, no. looked, it looked so fake. I'm like, oh, that's taken me out of the film totally. Oh, no. You know, it, just, it, really, it totally lost it for me. As soon as I've seen that, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested.
1: There is no need for bad CG in the cinema in this day and age. Absolutely none. And
0: if you haven't got the budget for it, limit it to the point you need it. Don't, yeah. don't do anything you don't need to do. Exactly.
1: Don't stretch it, because when you stretch it, you see it a mile away. And as we already know with CG, when it's done badly, it ages
0: really quickly, Yeah, you know? Um, Yeah, so um, overall, unfortunately, pretty average at best, pretty dull, um, 5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I checked my watch at least half a dozen times. Which is usually an indication that I'm kind of, I'm losing interest. But you're a trooper. You will stay to. Oh, I'll bit. watch these things, dude. I will get yeah. through them. I will watch everything. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I wasn't. That, I didn't. It really didn't grab me. I didn't, honestly, get the point. I didn't really care. if It survived.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's the, that's kind of like half the problem. And this was one of the movies that I genuinely didn't care about. Mm. I would rather take a. I would have rather taken a punt on Tag.
0: Yeah. Than pick this movie. I feel tiger has got a little bit more to it. You, you could probably enjoy Tiger a little bit more yeah, yeah. because it's at least a couple of giggles in it. There ain't a lot of giggles in this and there's not a lot of tension in it. it? Like I said, I didn't really care enough and if I don't care about the characters in it then I've got no really interesting of you of surviving. They-
1: did you ever feel that they were in some sort of like real danger? No, that's the thing as well. Is it felt like... Because a lot of these movies sometimes don't portray that really that well. Well, that's the
0: thing. It feels like for a lot of time all oh, they was sit around like, on a boat just drifting. It's like, well, yeah. you need, like what's, what are you doing right now to try and survive? You know, it's yeah. like when you watch All Is Lost, for example, I, going, I hate to I keep going back to that film because I really like that film. He is in constant battle yes. to do stuff yep. to make sure he stays alive. This one At one point in this film she goes... He's like going, right, you need to go kill a fish to get some you run out of food. And she's like, I can't do that, I'm a vegetarian. It's like, well, oh, no, you're about to fucking die. You need to kill a fish at this point in time. There's no question about it. You need to kill a goddamn fish. And you're in the middle
1: of the ocean. Oh. At this point, your life choices kind of go out the window. Yeah, you-, you, can, you can forget it.
0: No one can tell, you know. Just yeah. try and survive it. Then you can go back to your, your vegan lifestyle after it. Yeah. So they don't like do much to sort of make me go right I want I'm you to i my monster yeah so yeah a lot interest very connected early on with them as a couple and I don't yeah. really care about if it survives or not and that and that, once you lose that you can lose a lot of the film yeah especially when it's a survival movie yeah exactly so not a huge fan of it like I said 5 out of 10 and that is pretty much it for this week dude um, yeah it's like a short and sweet week in terms of even just releases as well yeah not much out next week is mm, a bit better it's starting to get like a wee bit of a bump now before a few other big things come out so we've got out Thursday we've got The First pudge. okay which is the seventh film sixth film in the Purge series yeah the kind of weird thing is I haven't seen any of them apart from the first one first one's good yeah And <laughs> which I feel like I should go back but I feel like it's you probably right. you probably understand this one more than the other ones because this is the first one so it's like all about how the pudge came to be oh okay as opposed to being about you know the continuing story it's, like it's sort of like it's back to the origin of it so okay we'll have to buy this one more um, they do hold a weird place of effect for me, like, I liked the first one, Yeah. second and third one they were okay again, the Purge Anarchy was actually not awful, it was actually okay and there's a guy, Blumhouse, is doing the production again, I have a lot of respect for that guy that makes, he films for about 15, 20 million and makes 150 million back. Yeah,
1: it's like kinda old, old kind of formula of keep it simple, keep the budget low, and people will
0: tend to love you, uh-huh, you yeah. know, because you're getting yeah. so that's out this week as well and you've got Whitney which is a documentary about Whitney Houston which ah. I'm intrigued by because I think it's, it looks, it's by a guy called Kevin MacDonald who's a Scottish guy okay. who did a lot of really interesting documentaries in the Ooh, past I've done okay. one one about the um, I think it's called it Six Days in September one about the Hostage Crisis yes Yes. done that one I've done a few other things as well done, um, but really interesting director um, and I don't think the story's taken on a particularly and uh, maybe a bit like the, the Amy Winehouse? Winehouse documentary, sort of, it's not coming from a pure place of she's awesome, look how magic like I imagine, let's, let's just gloss over all the shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's embracing the demons. Yeah. It's something, a good, doc- a good documentary, even if you're not into the person, I think you still enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to that one. You've got Uncle Drew, which is out as well, which is basically, it's about a guy who has, like, I think it's a sort of pick-up basketball league. Sorry. Yes, I've just
1: I've just seen the trailer for this uh-huh. uh, either yesterday or the day before. I'm kinda I'm kinda on that. I'm, yeah. in, I'm in for this. I so, think that's gonna be quite funny. So he
0: basically got a bunch of old guys to can play basketball and he, and he pick up like, so he can beat this one guy who he hates. Um, <laughs> and it's basically got it's kind of like it's all NBA because yeah. the trailer for it is like there's no acting credit. It's all like Reggie Miller, 15 time NBA All Star. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like what I don't know if that you put some fault to do a movie, but. I'm kind of intrigued a little bit, anyway. It's you a know? basketball movie, so yeah. It's essentially like the Globetrotters movie. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's space jam with geriatrics, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. so I'm kind of happy, and the guy who direct, the guy who's involved in it is. is um, it's got a similar
1: tagline to
0: the film tag. Oh, has it? Yeah. Like you won't believe it's a true story or something. Aye, like, it's kind of like. Um, so that's how it's been. You watched one called Swimming with Men. I don't know Which is um, Rob Brydon, um, British Comedian, oh, yeah, we're British. yeah he's British, I don't know if he's Welsh, maybe, maybe English, I'm not really sure. British. Go, 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 go British. That, that, that comes. Yeah. And I think he comes through a divorce in the film, and basically in order to sort of like get back and an arrow, he joins a male synchronised swim team. Of course. That's of course and then all levels of hilarity form from that. Yes. So it looks intriguing. Maybe not going to see that one, it's quite a limited release, but the other three I'm definitely going to try and get to see. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, let's say, I'm definitely intrigued by the Uncle one. Uncle Drew? Yeah, I think that's going I, I, I to be for like good chuckles.
0: Okay, and get that. it's getting a remarkably wild release oh, yeah. compared to what I thought it would get. It's shown in pretty much every cinema, so i am not heard about it yet, so I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's getting, it's getting something out there. Taking full advantage that was not
1: some sort of comic book movie out.
0: Essentially, 'cause we've got Incredibles, Incredibles the a week after I think um
1: skyscrapers.
0: It's, th- it's out next Thursday, yeah, like a week on Thursday, so you get yeah. that coming as well. But um, by the way White to find us and then we'll wrap up.
1: Yes. Uh, on all social media platforms at Three a Movie. That is Twitter, Facebook, and
0: Instagram. Instagram and the Gmail is three in a movie at gmail If you want to pop the call for some strange reason. And <laughs> <laughs> find out where he's doing, find out what he's up to just now. Who knows what he's up to? If he got his home. If he got his home. That's what we want to know. Is was he it just it? a romantic dinner? Yeah, it could be. I think he's answered a way to see a movie tonight, I think He's <laughs> a way to see, I think, Tags, to be honest. He's a way to see that. So nice. I'm hoping he doesn't enjoy it. Uh, just, <laughs> just, that, that would I mean, put a bit going. of a downer on the romantic It thing. would. It would. But, you know, Colin, his, his tastes are limited and low, you know, so he, he <laughs> might enjoy it a lot. Um, <laughs> but that's us for this week. So I've been Richard. You've been...
1: That's
0: been it. I've been listening to... Three beers and a move.